Yeah. Yeah. Come let me teach you a lesson. Come let me teach you a lesson. Level line with the tweets. Follow me back to my nest. Level line with the podcast. Teach you lesson cause I got class. Level line with the impact. You be lying, that's a real fact. Come let me teach you a lesson. Come let me teach you a lesson. Level line with the tweets. Follow me back to my nest. Welcome to the Lebu Lion Show, the biggest marketing mindset and entrepreneurship show on the African continent. As usual, you guys know that I'm excited about my guests because they're usually phenomenal women who are doing incredible things in their lives. And what I love about them is they're doing it authentically. They're being true to themselves. This particular guest, though, is somebody who just blows me away with her work ethic, with her determination and how she's not easily swayed by people's opinions or people's requirements of her. She is who I want to be when I grow up (laughs) because she's got that mental strength and the mindsets that all of us are seeking when we watch motivational videos and all of these things. This lady, just meeting her, getting to know her, she's got it. She's got it. Mapalo. Welcome to the Level Lion Show. Level, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> that introduction was very powerful. Um, and to tell you the truth, I never consider myself like your own words. Yeah. But I know that I am those things. Mm. Um, and I think for me, it stems from having a solid foundation in my family. Mm. I, you know, when I speak about success or speak about anything else that I find valuable, I always talk about my family. For me, the rooting and the foundation is with family and knowing that I'm loved, knowing that I'm worthy, knowing that I'm enough. Mm. So it's much easier for me not to be swayed, for me not to think success is um, what I see on social media or on Instagram, because I know the foundation is love. The Mm. foundation is family more than anything. The foundation is love. Yeah. Wow, that is profound. You know, I listen to a lot of Oprah, Yanla Van Zandt. I'm that girl. And yeah. they, they're mindset queens. For me, they are mindset queens. They're teaching people how to live outside of who they are told they are, their qualifications, all the material external things. And it's about who are you mm-hmm. inside, mm-hmm. you know? And you said that perfectly where you said, for you, you're rooted in love. The foundation is love. And for people who don't know you at home, what we like to do on the show is to ask our guests to tell us who they are in their own words from their own perspective. So please tell us who is Mapalo Maku. 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 Um, so Mapalo Maku is a personal finance columnist, mm-hmm. a financial coach. Um, I talk about money. You know, let's let's stop with the titles. Mm-hmm. I talk about money. I help women co- feel confident when it comes to making decisions around money mm-hmm. because I often found. Um, when I used to work in the financial services industry, that women would come to me after a presentation. We've done a presentation, we are done. Mm. We, we think, okay, case closed. Women would come to me and say, but um, almost whisper, you know, <laughs> um, what, what do you mean by the fund? You know, so for me, it told me that perhaps women want to be spoken to about personal finance or money in a different way, in a way that is not intimidating, in a way that does not make them feel like they are stupid, if you mm. want to call it that. 
oftentimes when it comes to personal finance, it is so intimidating. There's so much jargon. So for me, I wanted to start a blog. It literally started out as a blog where I wanted to teach women to be confident when it comes to making money decisions. Mm. I wanted to teach women that actually this thing is not this is it's not that hard. Mm. It's easy. There are a couple of things or foundational things that you need to know when it comes to personal finance and actually you'll be all right. So Mapalo Maku, I I I love teaching women specifically about personal finance and helping them to feel very confident in their financial decisions. No matter where you are in life, you might mm. just be finishing varsity, you might be in your 50s. I have clients who are in their 50s, 60s who come to me and say, hey, you know, <laughs> I never figured this thing out. How mm. do I do it? Uh, but not looking down on people, not, um, you know, cursing people almost or saying, hey, you, you know what, you should have figured this thing out a long time ago. But taking them through the journey and saying, hey, you know what, you can figure it out just like anyone else. I love what you said there about talking to women in a way that they understand, you know. And when I look at your social media pages, I'm like intimidated. I'm like, this lady, and it's not even, I don't mean it in a bad way. I just mean that it looks like you've got it together. Like when I look at it, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's got it together. Financial, personal finance expert. She just seems so together, right? And for people who are looking at your page or who might know a little bit about you from your social media, what is it that they don't get to see when they're looking at your page? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you asking that question? There's a whole lot that people don't get to see. Yeah. Because remember, with social media, it's all curated. It's mm. What is it that I want people to perceive? What is it that I want people to know about me, right? Mm. I... It just gave birth to a baby boy. He's about to turn four months. Mm. My life is a little bit chaotic right now. Mm. You know, I have been trying to get an appointment to do my nails for the past <laughs> two weeks. I haven't been able to do that. I know that struggle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it might look put together. I yeah. You know what? I actually don't think my page is one of the most put together stuff. Mm. For me, um, I always say that my knowledge is key more than mm. anything. Like today I was telling you, Lebo, that... I don't know what we're gonna talk about. Mm-hmm. And my life has just been like a bit of a roller coaster in the past couple of weeks. But I was like, you know what, if we're gonna talk if we're going to talk about personal finance, then I know my stuff. Mm. I know my stuff and I'm confident about that and I know that I will deliver. Mm. Full stop. So I was not worried about that, right? So in terms of looking like I've got it together, I don't think anyone has it together. I think we're all <laughs> doing our best every single day mm-hmm. to try show up, you know try and do our best and try and deliver to our clients. For me, the most important thing is I need to show up professional to my clients. I, If I've said I'm going to do something with a client, I know I need to deliver it, mm. regardless of what is going on, right? And I pride myself in being professional. I pride myself in delivering. I pride myself in knowing my stuff. You know, I do a lot of research. I read a lot. I will spend time just going on a topic because I know if someone has hired me to do a job, if I'm talking about patient funds, for example, mm-hmm. I need to know the latest stuff. I need to know what happened uh, in, in, in the white paper, for example. But knowing your stuff and putting in the work, and I think sometimes this is what lacking in our generation. You know, we look at people, we think, oh, goodness, oh, you know, <laughs> it looks so wonderful. <laughs> Everything's made. Yeah. But there's actually quite a lot of work that happens in the background. Mm-hmm. You know, besides social media, 
So you need to put in the work. You need to do your research. You need to deliver at the end of the day, right? You can look as pretty as you want to Mm -hmm. be. You can sound amazing as you want to be. But if you do not deliver to clients, then they are not going to be repeating clients. Mm -hmm. And for me, that is the most valuable business. And I was telling someone earlier today, I was like, actually, I have quite a lot of repeat business from my clients because they see the value in what I do, Mm -hmm. right? So it might look like it's pretty. For me, I actually don't think it's that pretty, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I don't have, um, a, you know, I think with Instagram especially, people have like a neutral career. <laughs> they have, you know, it's all, it, it looks very yeah. amazing. And I'm like, I just, I just show up. Yeah. I'm like, okay, what do people need to know about today? Do they need to know about interest rates? Do they need to know about pension funds? Do they need to know, like, I will talk about what I think people want to hear about or what people have asked me to talk about on that day and I know that it is important to them. Mm. So I don't care so much about looking like I'm put together. Mm. I don't care so much about looking like, you know, my grid is perfect. Yeah. You know, perhaps I would have more followers if I, if, I, <laughs> if, I did, if I did things that way. But for me, what is the value that people get out of me? And mm. also, label, I will say this, I don't get my business most of my business does not come from social media most of my business comes from clients um who are corporates and say come do training for us come do training for our um graduates and i do that i think the social media stuff is getting my name out of uh, out there that's mm-hmm. the thing but it's not perfect far from perfect I, I love what Probably. you said, and it's so funny. I knew that question was going to get you. Ah, uh, you, you know, <laughs> another thing. We've, we've spoken before, you exactly. know. You know, and I know this, and I think it's so important for people to see this because so many of us think that you need to look a certain way and you need to exist a certain way to be taken seriously as someone in finance or business or whatever. And you said something so key. You said, I just show up. Right, that is that I do. That I do. Just show up, and you really show up. But now I want to ask you: You're a mom, you're a wife, you're a sister, you're many things. How do you show up when you have so many hats and so many responsibilities? This is something I want, Lemu. This is something I want. Um, I remember when I was seventeen, I'd finished um high school. Uh, my parents couldn't take me to varsity the following year because. I had two other siblings who were in varsity, and as black parents and middle class, we I knew for sure that I was not going to be able to go to varsity. So that year, I took a gap year, if you want to call it that. I always say an involuntary gap year. <laughs> <laughs> then I started reading everything, right? In that year, when I started reading even things that I was not used to reading, I never read about personal finance, I never read about business, I never read about economics, but that was the year, funny enough, that I started reading about these things. And I said to myself, this is what I'm going to do for a living. Mm. I was 18 years old, and I was like, this is what I'm going to do for a living. So you ask me many hats, blah, 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 all of those things. And I sometimes, you know I'm going to bring this in, right? (laughs) That oftentimes women are asked these questions like, oh, you're a mother, you are this, you're a wife, you are... You know, but with a man, you know, like... They don't ask them. They don't don't ask them those questions. Yes. Mm. Um, I think also... Um, perhaps it's it's for other women to say, okay, I want to be all of these things. How do I become this? Because it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It is overwhelming. But for me, I knew at the age of 18 that this is what I wanted for my life. 
I knew and I know this is what I want for my life. And as it is unfolding, I see the almost magic, if you can call it that. And I see my dreams, the dreams that I had when I was younger, the dreams that I had a year ago coming true. And I'm like, I want this even more. Mm-hmm. How can I improve my skill? How can I show up even more as myself? Because I think as you're starting out, and let's talk, let's be honest, and I asked you this question when we were in East London. Yeah. How are you doing it that... I see you showing up more as yourself. Mm. Because when you started on social media, you know, you... It was tricky. It was tricky. I didn't it know is tricky. how to, to show up. I exactly. Like, do I show this? Do I, do what I, do, what I do, do I show? Yeah. What do I... What do I how, how do I allow other people to see me mm. and see that I'm a professional, mm. first and foremost, but also see that there's all these aspects of me as a woman. Yes. Um, so for me, number one, I know this is what I want. I know this is what I've been trying to pursue all my life and I'm pursuing it and I'm good at it. I'm, I'm bloody good at it, right? So how do I make sacrifices, right? It's about sacrifices because, I mean, I came here, you know, we were supposed to do this yesterday, yeah, but I yeah. couldn't. I couldn't because of a family commitment. My, mm. my baby boy um, had a high temperature and all sorts of things and I had to take care of that. But I, I was, um, I called you early enough to say, Lebu, this is what's happening. Can we do it tomorrow? Right? So you will stumble. You will feel like, oh my goodness, my <laughs> this is chaotic. <laughs> Half the time I feel like things are chaotic, but I know that this is what I want to do. I know in my heart this is what I want to achieve. And I will work at it, regardless of what is happening. And to be honest with my stakeholders, to be honest with my clients, to say, okay, today is not going to work out. I will definitely be able to do it tomorrow. But also that... They know that when I deliver or when they've asked me to do something, they know that I'm going to step in and I'm going to do what they've asked and mm. more and more. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. And you guys, Mapalo genuinely shows up and everything she's saying now, she's true to that. And it intimidates me sometimes because I'm like, when I'm around you, I'm forced to show up, you know, as my authentic self. Mm. you know mm. and that's actually one of the most challenging things to do to to be around somebody who challenges you to show up as yourself and who will call you out and say you're not you're not doing the things right now yeah. <laughs> you know but i want to know how did mapalo become a personal finance should we say expert what do we call you personal finance voice yeah, yeah. How, yeah. how did you become this by deciding but what did you go to like what did you study ah, how, how did that yes, process yes. unfold okay yeah, right. yeah, I understand yeah. you so I studied at Bicom Finance mm. but like I said um, in that involuntary gap year I, I was accepted at Rhodes University I was going to study uh, media studies oh wow okay. uh-huh. <laughs> right <laughs> then after reading all these personal finance books I was like uh uh no 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 this is what I'm going to do with my life and I'm going to be one of the best people to do, ever do it that was my decision I like I didn't care who was gonna do it, but I was like I'm going to be one of the best people to ever do it as well. So I studied at Bicom Finance, and then I went to do a postgraduate in financial planning, and I've I'm almost almost completing my postgrad in financial markets as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but continuously learning, you know, I don't rest on the fact that I've studied all of these things. Mm-hmm. I continually learn. I subscribe to journals, not just social media, not just uh, easy to read articles. Mm-hmm. I subscribe to journals so that I know that my knowledge is up to date 
but also it's factual. It's not just something that I'm saying because I'm regurgitating it from, I've, I've heard it from someone. Um, and, 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 and I feel like most of the time, social media is that. We yeah. regurgitate what Lewi Lion has said mm-hmm. on a podcast. But what are your own thoughts? How do you uh, interpret what you've read? How do you interpret what you've heard or, um, yeah, or, or what you've read? But specifically what you've read, because I think books and journals are very, very important. Mm, that's... You're, you're very interesting because you're so sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're the kind yeah, of person who's like, it's okay, but like, I want this, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go here and I'm going to make it happen. When did you decide that you wanted to be an author as well? Um, I didn't really decide that I wanted to be an author. After reading a couple of books, I was like, I think I want to do this, especially in a, in a um, South African context mm. that... When I was younger, now there's a little bit more books around personal finance um, in a South African context. But when we were growing up, you didn't have any of those. You had all these American authors. Mm. They were talking about IRA, rock, what, what, all sorts of things. Um, And you had to do a bit more Googling uh, to find out exactly what they mean. But when I went to varsity, um, it made more sense. And I was like, I want to write a book that all South Africans can understand, mm. even um, other African countries, not just South Africa. I have people reading my books in Namibia, Botswana, Lesotho. I have people reading my book in Zambia, you know. So what is the African context mm. that, you know, we can understand personal finance? It has to be empathetic, right? It has to be understanding. It has to be, you know what, I understand, I understand your situation. You do not come from... Um, a wealthy background but how do you get you how do you get it right because yes all of those things are valid but the world is the world right i don't come from a privileged background but i understand that the world is the world and i am going to do everything i need to do to get to the place that i want to get to right so um i don't think i i decided i wanted to be an author i knew that i had to write a book and when the opportunity came, and how did it come about? And this is the question uh, people ask me, like, okay, uh, can you please tell us um, um, how did you get published? Some people I know, they go the self-publishing route, but for me it was just easier to get, self, uh, to get published. I, I wrote. You know, people are like, how do I? I'm like, write. Yeah. And they're like, no, <laughs> but no, tell us, how did you get mm-hmm. someone to? I'm like, I started writing. Mm-hmm. I wrote and I wrote and I wrote. I had my blog, the Women in Finance blog, and I wrote uh, literally one article every single week. People knew that they could expect this article. They knew that it was consistent. They knew that, you know, come rain or shine, there would be an article on the Women in Finance blog. And someone from Penguin Publishing House, the same publishing house, by the way, as Michelle Obama, okay. I must say, okay. <laughs> I had to do, I had to do to that. I had to put it out there, right? Of course. The same publishing house said, hey, we've seen your writing and we like it, we like your style, and we think it's easy enough for anyone who wants to read, especially around personal finance, where it's not just male and white, especially in the context of South Africa, and we think that you're relatable. Mm. And I wrote the book, and it's been on the number one best-selling uh, books in the country for more than 56 weeks. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. For those of you who don't know Mabalo's book, it's called You're Not Broke, You're Pre-Rich. Yes. What does that mean? 
Exactly that. What does it mean? Exactly how, how that. am I privileged? What is privilege? So actually, how the title came about, mm. um, it it wasn't anything that I came up uh, uh, up with myself. Mm. It's one of those social media things where um, I I saw a post one day and I was talking to a friend, and for me, I'm a very positive person. I'm I call myself an eternal optimist, mm. regardless of what situation is happening in my life. I always try to see, you know what, things are going to get better. I'm always hopeful, and I think for me that w- that is one of the most amazing traits about myself that I'm always hopeful. Whenever there is hope, you will be okay, right? You will be okay, no matter what the situation is. And for me, the title was I used to be broke. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be, and anyone who is young and upcoming. Mm-hmm. We have all been there, mm-hmm. right? And we, if you enjoy Hannesburg, people act like, oh, no, 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 no. I've never no, been broke. I'm like, no, please. <laughs> I have been broke before. <laughs> I know what it feels like to be broke, yeah. right? But for me, I never let it be my state of mind or I never let it be like my, my state, mm-hmm. right? I knew that this is temporary. I'm doing the right things. I'm putting in the work. I'm showing up. I'm reading. I'm knocking on doors. I'm working, right? So I knew that it was not going to be my permanent situation. So, yes, I might be a little bit broke right now. <laughs> you know, I might be a little bit broke. Yeah. But it's it's not my natural state. You know, like I I like nice things too much to be just like that, and I work too hard to just remain like that. Um. So for me, it was like, okay, you're not broke. You're pretty rich. You are. On your way there, mm. you know, you're doing all the right things. You're you're putting in the work, as all the things I mentioned. Yeah. And um, one of the books that I love is called The Alchemist, right? But I love that, <laughs> right? And it says that when you do what you need to do, I'm 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 paraphrasing, paraphrasing yeah. here. Um, the world or the universe conspires to work with you to achieve the things that you want. Yeah. And for me, I've seen it in my life. The mm-hmm. things that I've wanted, I've achieved, and even the things that I want now, I know for sure that I will achieve them, mm. right? And it doesn't matter how long it takes me, but I know for sure in my heart. I know, like, you, I, I'm, I'm not going to be shaken by Nebu saying, oh, no, but you were not created at that speech. Yeah. Or you I just know it. And the thing is, my family backs me up. My family believes in me. And like, as I said before, if you have a solid foundation in love, in family, then there is nothing you cannot achieve. I love that it's an abundance mindset, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Pre-rich, yeah. your abundance. Yeah. Everything you want is out there for Absolutely. you. And you can attain it. And also, any anything and everything you want is here. Within, within you. you. Yes. Within you. Yes. So it's not out there um, <laughs> hoping that you'll get it one day. It's within it's me. There. It's yeah. already within me. And what am I going to do to make sure that I bring it about? How, how do I make sure that it it's more tangible yes. by being more of myself, by speaking my truth, by showing up, by learning, by, um, for example, with me when it comes to personal finance, by making things easier for people to understand, mm. right? Understanding your own mission before anything else. Because sometimes I ask myself, um, I'm like, okay, how am I actually going to achieve my goals? I need to learn more. I need to equip myself more. Then I know that the the information that I give out to my tribe, as I call them, I know it's in bite-sized, that they can understand it. I've equipped myself first, Mm -hmm. right? 
but I've done the work first. It just wealth or becoming everything that you are doesn't happen by wishing <laughs> or by trying to manifest it. Mm. You know, you manifest it because you worked and like we say, the mm. universe conspires with you. I love that. So now I want to go into the meat of personal finance. I want to talk about what you do. Yes. What is personal finance? I, I have to confess and say that I honestly didn't know what it was until about three years ago. And I'm somebody who's been working for herself. Mm. And I just used to think, okay, you must find a way to make your money work for you, put it together. But like all the terms are so intimidating. Mm. And this is me, level line, saying I love reading, I love words, but with the finance uh, element of things, it feels like it's not for me personally, you know? Yeah. So what is personal finance and how does it apply to the average person like me? Mm. <laughs> Lib, mm. I will tell you this. Personal finance is personal. Mm. And I was saying earlier because I was doing a live session with one of my clients that whether you are an engineer, mm-hmm. whether you own your own business, an entrepreneur, whether you are a nurse, whether you are a teacher, whether, I don't care what profession you are in. Personal finance or money is one thing we have all have in common. Mm. In this room here, personal finance is the one thing we have in common and money is one thing that we all have to deal with. And there are very few basic things when it comes to personal finance that we all deal with. It is You have to budget, you have to save for something, you deal with credit, you deal with investment, or not, you know. But these are all the things, all of us, regardless of what career you're in, that we all have to deal with. And if we have to deal with these things, it means that you need to learn how to play the game. Because it's a game, right? Because there are a set of rules that have been set by the financial services industry. If you do not know these rules, then you will suffer. Mm. Like, that's the bottom line when it comes to personal finance. Yes, I can talk about, you know, the nice things, you know, but there are a set of rules that you need to follow. And if you do not follow those, you will be in financial pain. So you're saying personal finance is personal because we all have to deal with money. Money makes the things happen. You know, everything that we have is because we made money and we used it to procure yeah. whatever we wanted to get. I mean, for us to be here, Lily, yeah. it cost you money, didn't it? It did. This cost you money. All of this cost you money. So why are we normally afraid to talk about money? Because we feel intimidated by it, we feel like fitness, uh, it's not an area I want to talk about. And also, for most, for the most part, it's a bit of a taboo. Mm. We grow up not, our parents not talking about money, because their parents don't talk about money. So it's like a vicious cycle. Then they don't talk to us about money. Varsities or high schools or any type of school does not teach financial literacy. So we end up not talking about it, and we end up not knowing about it, and we think that by the virtue of adulting, we mm. must know how it works. And it doesn't work like that. Yes. It absolutely does not work like that. So oftentimes people learn through their mistakes and very, very, very harsh mistakes, I must tell you, most of the time when it comes to personal finance. So for me, I always say the best thing you can do for yourself is learn from the time that you start working. You know, what is a budget? What is a credit score? What is saving? What is investing? How do I... Um, um, borrow money responsibly and all of those things they will put you way more ahead and I will tell you this I will tell you this label that sometimes I think for me it, it, it gives me it gives me it makes me strong also because of the work that I do that 
I see people on Instagram, I see people on social media who are seemingly doing well, mm -hmm. but I know that it does not equate to having control of your personal finances. Yes. Okay? Yes. And for me, that is the biggest thing, that yes, you are doing well, you're getting all this um, uh, collaborations and you know, you're getting all this business if you are an entrepreneur for sure, but how well you handle your finances tells me how well you sleep at night. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's literally it. Yeah. Because having money doesn't mean you get to keep it. No. It doesn't mean you have the no. mindset to keep it. No. I know in your book you talk about almost money archetypes, so the different personalities that exist and how they see money. Can we go through that? Because I think that's really cool and important for people to understand. Yeah. 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 First of all, I would like to say, Know your money personality, I think for me, is a game changer. Yeah. Right? For me, personally, as a personal finance expert, I know I'm not going with money. Yes. I know <laughs> that I'm a spender. I love spending. And I have a couple of areas where I love spending. It's not everything. I don't like spending on clothes. I'm not a big fan. I'm not, mm. you know, um, skin, makeup, all of those things I don't spend on. But holiday, look, I will outspend you on a holiday. Mm. Look. <laughs> will outspend you any day right yeah. and for me it's important to know your money personality mm. if you want to call it that because it tells you are you a spender i know i'm a spender especially when it comes to holidays then you put things in place and you mitigate against your own weaknesses right mm. and say i know i'm a spender i know that i'm gonna blow money i know i'm gonna be like Let's YOLO. I work too hard. You know, I'm, I'm going to forget about a budget when I'm on holiday. You know? I am that person. I am. I'm definitely that person. Yeah. So how do I mitigate against my own weaknesses? That's, that's the whole thing of knowing your money personality. Then you have people who say, people never want to spend anything. They're very prudent, you know. But also for me, I believe that money and uh, making a living is there to enjoy. So how do you put in place things that you know okay here i feel comfortable here i feel safe because most of the time people save a lot people are afraid to spend it's about safety for them right if i have money if i have savings i feel safe therefore i feel like you know what i'm okay in life but you still need to spend you still need to enjoy your life so what is your safety net what is that amount for you that you will feel comfortable having so that you can start enjoying yourself right then there is the cinderella you know, the one who thinks that a man is going to take care of her. Mm. Things that, you know, um, they don't have to learn how money works. They don't have to, you know, they don't have to lift a finger because someone else is going to take care of it. Unfortunately, you know, even if you do have someone who takes care of you, it's wonderful, right? I will never, ever judge that. I'm, I never, ever want to judge people for their situation. It's wonderful. But always make sure that despite of that person, you can still have your finances in order, mm. Right? Despite of that person, whatever situation you find yourself in, I have women who say to me, Mapalo, I have someone who pays for my bills. We're not married. We're, it's not anything like that. They pay for my bills. They do this and they do this. Um, I actually have quite a lot of money. And then, you know, they spend it um, on, on weird things. Weird thi yeah. 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 yeah, I didn't want to say that, but it's weird yeah. things. It's weird <laughs> things, right? <laughs> so for me, I always say, have a plan. Mm. Have a plan. Even when you have someone who takes care of you, have a plan. If this person was no longer there, what's going to happen to you and your finances? Have a plan, sis. You know, that's all I'm asking for. Have a plan because you know that it's going to leave you in a better off place with or without that person in your life. Mm. Right? So that's the Cinderella. 
then there's the money mark. There's someone who, who understands that, you know, you have to spend a little bit, enjoy yourself, they have, you have to save, you have to invest, you have to give as well, um, as one of the things that I do speak about in my book. So knowing your money personality for me is very important because it determines how you manage your money, but most importantly, it it, it, it shows you what mechanisms or what systems you have to put in place to mitigate against your own weaknesses. Mm. And that's the thing. Whether you're a saver, you have your weakness. You want to save, 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 and never spend, and never have fun. Mm. I mean, what kind of life is that, yeah. right? So knowing your money personality, it says, okay, this is my um, money personality, but this is what I'm going to do to enjoy my life. Mm. You know, you put things in place to make sure that you still will have some fun. It's allowed. So there are lots of people out there who might be watching and thinking, but I don't earn that much. How mm. much should I be earning before I can start budgeting and saving and doing all of those things? Is there a minimum amount or do you start any time, anyway? <clears throat> the thing about personal finance is that it's all about habits, right? It's not about so much about how much you earn. Like mm. I said, I've seen or I've been in contact with people who make three million a year. Some people make five million a year. And they are broke. <laughs> so for me, I don't get phased about how much money you make, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not so much about how much you make. It's about what it is that you can do with the money that you have. And I'll give an example. When I started working, I was in my third year of varsity. And I was working part-time. And I was making a whole 3,500 rand. Whoa. And yeah. yeah and like you're shocked. You're like, what the hell do you do with wow, 3,500 exactly. You don't do much. But it was a salary. And I needed to work. I needed experience right and it was part-time and from that i knew for sure that i had to save 10 percent. Three thousand five hundred bucks times 10 percent is 350 rand from there i knew that 350 rand i needed to start investing and saving and i did that so with 350 350 rand you invested yes and that's the thing people invest that's the thing people always assume that oh you know to start investing you need 10,000 at least, or 100,000. No, you can start investing in exchange-traded funds. You can start investing in unit trusts. You can start investing in tax-free savings account. Easy peasy. Um, Through easy equities, through most of the platforms now, they allow a minimum of 250 rand. Mm. Okay? And with any investment, I always say, go with an asset manager, not a life company. And I know I'm going to get a (laughs) for this, but it's the truth. And it's a fact, mm. right? Because the fees normally on life companies, it's much higher, right? And we can have a whole conversation about that. But if you're going to invest, regardless of what the amount is, go with an asset management company. So I started doing that when I was earning 3500 bucks. The whole point, as I was mentioning earlier, about personal finance is building good money habits. Mm. If, for example, and this is the thing I find a lot of people say to me, Mabalo, once I start earning my dream income, I'll start saving and investing. But if you were not used to doing it with a small salary, how are you going to start doing it? Because you have not built up the habit mm. to start saving, to start putting money away, to live on less than you actually make. Yeah. Right? Mm. So it's almost impossible because when you get to maybe, let's say, the 50000 that you had envisioned, you get there and already... You have all these line items. You have all these things that this money is going to want. Yeah. Because you have never practiced the principle of paying yourself first, of saving and investing. 
you probably will not do it. And I guarantee you, most people don't do it because they thought, okay, at some point I will do it because I start anymore. No, you're used to having everything and everything you want um, when you have money. So what makes you think that now when you earn 50,000, 60,000, 100,000, all of a sudden, oh, you're going to start thinking about investing. If you did not think about it when you were earning 3,500 bags. That's true. The habits are so ingrained. And I will be honest and say I was one of those people. And when it hit, when I was like, actually, you know, this is the wrong way to do things, changing the habits felt like the most painful thing. (laughs) Because I had to change the way I live, the way I see things, the way I view money. Mm -hmm. And then it makes you confront so many other things about yourself because you're like, Mm -hmm. actually... I spend like this because of this is that this happened is in my past. Oh, I do this. Ah. And then it becomes an emotional thing. So money is very emotional, mm. right? And I want to tie that into the concept of black tax. Because then <laughs> our people Wait, will say, we're making money, but now I have to help at home mm. or whatever the case may be. Do you believe in the concept of black tax? And what is it? I don't say, I wouldn't say I believe the concept of black tax. Yeah. Um, I think it's just something that we all have to deal with at one point or another as um, families that have to help one, one another. Mm. Uh, I'm a product of my sister, my older sister helping out with my fees and varsity and me having to do the same with my cousins or whatever the case might be. But I think the problem comes in when you do it to your own detriment. You do it to the last point where you leave nothing for yourself. And I often find that, you know, a lot of people are happy to help. I'm happy to help. I'm sure my sister is happy to help. You know, she's ripping the dividends now. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, my parents, um, they had help from my sister. And, you know, like I said, we are very, very extremely close family. If you need something, we're going to gather together and make sure that you have what you need. Um... But also, it comes with responsibility, right? I was actually talking to someone today, and I said, but why don't you make your sister do X and Y? Um, you know, their sister is, is helping out with taking care of the kids and whatnot. But I said, I'm sure she has some skills. Mm. I'm sure she has some things she's passionate about that she can do, right? And this is the conversation normally we don't talk about when we talk about black tax or helping out your family, that look at your skill set as a family and say actually what is it that you can do to earn more money right not just giving 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 because that is tiring and also for me anyway for me personally i don't want to just get money for the sake of just receiving receiving it mm-hmm. like what have what input or what output have i um put in to end this money yes so it, it actually works on your self-esteem to say, hey, my skills have any money, mm. you know, and to try and reinforce that within your family, I think that's very important and that's a conversation we normally don't have when it comes to our family. Can someone bake within the family that you're helping out? Can someone do hair, nails, you know, makeup done, did, you know, the whole thing? How do I perhaps start you off and give you the equipment or give you the startup capital to buy the things that you need so that you can start earning your own income, mm. getting those skills, upskilling yourself. Social media, I always say, stop scrolling. Can you stop scrolling and looking at other people's lives? You have your own life to live. What is it that you can offer? You know? So when it comes to black text, the conversation has to go beyond just giving family and feeling guilty. Mm-hmm. It has to move way past that and say, okay. 
as a family what um are you what are the cousins good at what are this what is the sister good at what is it that they can offer so that they themselves <clears throat> excuse me starts earning an income mm-hmm. and i think for me that is more empowering than just giving giving giving, giving. yeah <coughs> when you what does a teacher man how to fish and he can feed himself forever so you want to teach your community Absolutely. how to fish everyone around you you want to almost invest in them instead of just giving there we go. giving them okay so i'm sitting at home once again and I'm watching my balloon label and I'm thinking, I need to get my finances right. So the first thing I'm going to do is obviously buy your book. You're not broke, you're pre-rich. But what can I look forward to in that book? How should I be reading it when I'm reading that book? How should I be using it? Yeah. So I think my book is very easy to read, right? Mm-hmm. It's extremely easy to read. And I've had this feedback from tons of people. You know, it's easy to read. It's relatable. It's jargon-free. So the way I wrote this book is that regardless of where you are in your financial journey, so some people will say, I've done the whole budgeting thing, I've cleared my debt, you know, now I to learn how to start investing. You can skip right through everything else and go straight to investing. Or if you are a beginner and you're like, I do not know how this thing works, you can go to budgeting and say, okay, let me start with my budget because actually that's the cornerstone of a healthy financial life. That's where it all begins. Okay, do your budget. It's boring as it sounds, and I always say this, as boring as it sounds, like <laughs> nobody wants to budget, no. but you have to. Yeah. Because it's basically saying, okay, this is where I want my money to go. It's saying, I'm in control, and I'm going to control where my money goes. That's what budgeting is. It's nothing um, oppressive. It's nothing. And I always say this, label that a lot of the times we lie to ourselves about budgeting. You know, people say, I budget. I'm like, no, you're lying. You are lying. Mm. Stop lying. You to just yourself. think about it. You <laughs> just think about it. You have mental notes of where yeah. your money goes. Actually, have it on a spreadsheet. Actually, have it written down somewhere or on an app somewhere where you can see exactly what you've done with your money, right? And that's the whole thing with budgeting. It's giving yourself power over your money, mm. right? It's saying I have power over my money. This is where my money is going because I have chosen it to go here. Not spending mind, mindlessly. And for me, when it comes to personal finance, it's more than just about money. It's about consciousness. It's about who you are. It's about what you believe. Um, it's about your belief system. It's about how you grew up. It's about the goals that you do have. And I'm, I know you mentioned it briefly, and I know it's a whole other conversation, but psychologists call it um, operating from an internal locus of control or operating from an external locus of control internal Mm -hmm. locus of control and i think i operate from this is that i know that i'm worthy i know that i'm enough whether i have all those things that the world says i need to have and for me to be put on a pedestal or not right then an external locus of control is that oh goodness if Lewis sees me driving this car they're gonna think that i'm special yeah if they see me living in this house oh they're gonna think that you know i've made it if they see me talking a certain way or they see me eating at a certain place. You know, it's all external. But what about you? What are you actually going through? You know, and money is very personal. It's about how you grew up. It's about um, the things that you observed growing up. It's about what you believe about yourself. Normally, how people handle money is about, it's, it's, it's all about what they believe about themselves more than just the numbers, more than about their salary. It's about what I think of myself. If you think less of yourself, 
You might look like you're successful, but normally you can't go to sleep peacefully at night. And that's a fact. And this is what I've seen and I've observed over the years. I've been in the industry since 2013 and it has not changed since then. Yes. I think what you're saying to me is money is energy. Yeah. And money is a mirror. <laughs> and if you do not spend that energy wisely, it will show you yeah. the parts of you that are broken mm-hmm. or the parts of you that need healing. Yes. You yes. know, so it's, it's a very profound thing because mm. then it makes it really, really imperative that you focus on your personal finance, mm. that you focus on controlling that energy instead of it controlling, controlling you. you. This is what I'm yeah. hearing you say. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's you deep. Know, and and, and like I, sometimes I will say this to you. I'm afraid to have those conversations because people are like, I know, but you know, I'm having a tough time. I don't end enough. And it looks like, you know, you're just being too mystical. Mm. But the truth is, it is energy. Mm. It is energy. Regardless of what you earn, it always reflects what you think about yourself. Mm-hmm. If you think that you're not worthy, if you think that um, your only value is when you show or when you look like a certain way, then it will show you flames because most of the time people, those people do not have peace. Mm-hmm. Most of the time those people are doing things because, you know, it, on the outer it looks like it's great, but on the inside they know that they're having a really, really difficult time. And most people, most people, and I don't care which walk of life you are, most people are having really, really difficult time when it comes to their finances. Mm-hmm. It looks good on the outside, but most of the time they don't have it together and this i'm saying despite you are getting collaborations left right and center i don't care you're getting business right left right and center but how you're managing it all a lot of the times people are spinning out of control because they themselves do not see their own value as a human besides the money Mm. you know they think that the money makes them and sometimes like i said i'm afraid to have these conversations because it sounds too in the cloud, man. Yeah. <laughs> like you're philosophizing. Like I'm philosophizing. <laughs> but actually, money really is energy. Money is a philosophy. Money is what you believe and see how you see yourself. And a lot of the times, people who have their uh, money together, it's because they're comfortable with who they are. Hmm. Most people are not comfortable with who they are. Mm. Most people are not. Guys, that's my partner for you. <laughs> Every time she's on a stage or you're talking to her, this is this is what you're going to get, a very deep conversation about something that shouldn't be controlling your life, something that should be helping you build the life that you want to live, something that should be helping you attain peace mm. and not just something that, you know, makes you fit into society's any narrative you know it should be about creating your own that's what money should be able mm. to help you to do and i think a lot of us need to start thinking about it that way Mabalo, before we go yes because it's getting dark i know and it's time know, it's always so sad because <laughs> i have so much to say right like there's so much i actually want to go into about personal finance but i think if people read your book yeah they'll get it all because Absolutely. like you said it's very easy to read mm easy to understand and guys if you go on her instagram she does a lot of lives she does a lot of carousels like there's so much information there Mm. it literally supports all the content in your book absolutely so it's a holistic experience i really love that what would you want to leave people with your your advice about money about life people who are watching what do you want to tell them yeah 
you know it's so funny because every time I ask I get asked this question I'm always afraid to like okay should I go go be myself or just you know just go five tips you know straight (laughs) to the point but today I'm I'm not going to do that okay Um, and I'm going to be myself good and that is be honest with yourself look at your background look at where you are and say why do i believe the things i believe about money right is it because i grew up not having enough and now i want to prove to people that i have enough mm-hmm. um be honest with yourself the journey of financial success is not just one thing it's about bring your whole self into this this journey it's about your whole wholesome self and hopefully you're wholesome enough mm-hmm. to realize that yay man there are some things that I need healing from right um, the way I grew up I'm thankful that my parents were were open enough to talk about money but I know that perhaps there was some healing that I needed to do because I thought you know what I'm going to show them one day <laughs> right I think also if you grow up with lack or with wanting more than you had you always say, I'm going to show them one day. And for me, it's not about the cars and whatnot. It's about, I'm going to work the hardest. And, you know, it's, it's another thing that we'll talk about. But really be honest with yourself and say, where am I? What do I want to achieve? And I always say, when it comes to personal finances, ask yourself this question. In the next five years, if I've had Mapala speak today, in the next five years, where will I be in terms of my finances? Right? And if you're honest with yourself enough and you know that you need to change some things, then you will let it go. You won't even ask Lebo, like, hey, Lebo, I was thinking of letting go of my car because it's too expensive. Like, just do it. You just do it because, you know, it's like wanting to lose weight. When you want to and when you're ready to, you don't go ask your friends. You just go and do it, you know, Mm -hmm. and they see you doing it and they're like, hey, man, how are you doing that thing that you're doing, right? So for me, the, the road to financial success is about honest with yourself um, really just looking at yourself and saying, I've been this person, but I don't want to be this person anymore. I want to be comfortable looking at my bank statement. I want to be comfortable paying at a restaurant and not thinking, goodness, do I have enough? Hey. You know, I want to be comfortable. I have a gold card, right? And I'm comfortable because I know it has money in it. Yes. I'm not going to ask for a black card. Just the for the sake of You know, because now hike <laughs> you know, they want a black card here, hey, and black card pressure is you real. Know, and it's I'm, very I'm real. Like, dude, <laughs> mine doesn't have an overdraft. It has a capital card too. It and has and more I swipe money. it nicely. Yeah, it has more money. It has money. Don't get me wrong, it has money. Yes. But I know that, okay, the banks are going to charge me a higher a fee for keeping a black card. Yeah. How many times have you phoned your banker in the past uh, 12 months? Quite a few though. Okay. Quite a know. few. Because I'm, I'm a, I've got weird financial habits. <laughs> 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 but you know, just for me also, it's question things that you have had being said about personal finance. And I'll give you an, ex- an example uh, just to close off. In questioning, question the things that you've heard. Um, when I had my first son, right, I have two little babas, two boys, and when we had our first son, I was driving a Chevy, and I remember a Chevy one of, Spark. 
Which it wasn't Chevy. Chevy. Why am I even asking like I know anything about cars? Ooh, <laughs> yeah, see, that's how I'm used. To, like I'm, I'm completely useless. I don't, I don't really care about cars. The only car that I know I'm gonna drive one day is a Bentley Continental GT. I know okay. the interior. Okay. Everything Madam. else from now on is a mode of transport. I'll be care. a passenger in the car. Thank you. Passenger Thank you. I'm Thank gonna you. Be there. You know. <laughs> um, and and someone asked me like, okay, so you're gonna change your car because you know you're gonna have your son. And I was like, why? No, you know. Um, a child, you know, they need space. I'm like, this person is gonna come out of me. Yeah, about this size, and they need a whole new car. <laughs> they need a G wagon. They need a G wagon. <laughs> I was like, hold on, <laughs> you know, let's let's take it back. This person's coming out of me. <laughs> they are not like yeah. not even a fraction of what I am. Mm. And now I'm going to get a whole new car and change my whole finances. Mm. If you can do that, by all means. But I couldn't do that at that time. I could have pressed to do it. But I knew that I had to question all of these things. You know, bigger house, bigger car, um, ownership. New, new, new. New, 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 yeah. new. Question these things for yourself. Yeah. If you can and you do that, perfect, do that. But always look at your own life and say, does it really fit into the life that I'm living right now? Does it fit into what I'm earning right now? Does it fit into my future goals? Because yes, good and well that you know you purchase a new car, you purchase a new house, but does it really fit into the lifestyle that you want to live five years, ten years from now? Yeah. You have to be very conscious when it comes to money. That's the whole point. I like that you're saying that I know we should be closing off, but like now I have so many things I want to ask you. But I like that you're saying that because you and me always talk about not showing everything on social media, right? And that's one of the things that I don't do because I'm like, what if I buy this G-Wagon today and then next week or three months later, I'm like, actually, it's too expensive. Yeah. Let me let go of it. Yeah. Now there's the shame (laughs) that I feel because I had to show everybody that I bought it, you know. Why are you going there? Shame. But I'm just saying, there's shame, there's shame, you know. You buy a house, Boiti did that, I mean, it's public knowledge, so I'm not dragging her. But the first time she bought a house, um, I think they took it away from her after a week or something. And there was a whole controversial thing about that. Lassie's were saying he lives in Santon when he actually lives in an apartment in four ways. That's so never house. I don't follow you know, social media people. But it, it's crazy things like <laughs> yeah. that. And they were yeah. dragged and they were written about in the newspapers mm. and the shame that comes from mm. that. So it's not only like between you and me. It's not only a personal shame, yeah. but it's a societal, societal thing shame. where they yeah. say you must yeah. shame someone when they have yeah. troubles financially. When they have financially. to downgrade. When yeah, they have to, exactly. Yeah. You know, even the concept of downgrading. Like, what does that even mean? You know, because technically you're upgrading yourself mm. by taking away all the things that pull you down. But like, everyone shames you. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. When it comes to personal finance, when it comes to money, not only do you get shamed from even people who are very close to you. I'll give you an example. When I used to do consulting, I don't do a one-on-one coaching anymore because it, it really does take a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I used to do it, I'm, I remember one client, she said, you know, I've, I'm reviewing all my finances and I know that I've been living way beyond my means and I'm downgrading so that, you know, I can breathe finally. I can actually make good, sound financial decisions. And she says, her mother shamed her. Yes. Her own mother <laughs> shamed her for <laughs> wanting to downgrade. She's like, hey, Danessa <laughs> Kaya, yeah, you've downgraded everything. You've moved to a flat. Yes. You know, you've now you even want to downgrade to, uh, you know, your car. You know? 
Like, no, no, no. What will people say? Mm-hmm. What will people say? Ah, you know, that thing kills more um, finances than anything else. What will people say? Even those that you love, even your very close family can mm-hmm. shame you for the decisions that you take yes. that will make sure that in the long run you're better off. Mm. And people live in this facade normally because I'm afraid of what people will say. Yes. Right? And you know that you're up to here. You know that you're dying. You know that things are not comfortable anymore. That you cannot live up to that anymore. Um, yes, because of you didn't know uh, when you got yourself into this. Um, sometimes you know, but you know you thought that you could handle it. So shame is a lot. And sometimes, and most of the time, even in my book, I say forgive yourself for past money mistakes. Mm. Forgive yourself for your past money mistakes. It starts with forgiveness forgiveness of self then also realizing that yes you will be shamed unfortunately yeah. just that's just how the world operates yes. you know because people are afraid of of their own situations people are afraid to face themselves um and sometimes people live vicariously through you if they are a parent and hey. they're, they're like oh then i'm why are you gonna say about me <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and like, well, it's your life. It's your life. It's be about you. Be about you. <laughs> Not me. You know? And as 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 down as, as it sounds, but we're all going to, you know, die one day. And for me, I don't want to have lived my life because they both thought I was cool if I did this thing. Oh wow. Like Come on, mm. come on. Own it. Own, own it. yourself. Own, own, it. Your own life. where you are. Mm. And that's the thing. For me, I've realized the more I own where I am in life, um, from living in a flat, from moving back home to my house, now we're looking for another house. I've owned every single space I've been in, mm. but I knew for sure that I'm going to move to the next level. Like, I, I just know. You don't have to tell me. You don't have to affirm me. You don't have to agree with me that, you know, these are the things. Own where you are mm-hmm. and say, you know what, this way I am, but I'm working. I'm working. You know, I'm not wishing. I'm working mm. um, to the things that I want to achieve. But don't get ahead of yourself and start spending money you do not have. Because mm. you're going to cause yourself trouble. And when you when it looks like you're there, you're in there, in that space, but you don't have peace, man. You can't sleep. Oh, wow, well, come on. You can't swallow. <laughs> because mm. you bought that food at Woolworths, but you can't afford Woolworths. <laughs> no, but it becomes that deep. Like, I know that sounds so silly, it that's silly, literally but how far it goes. Yeah. Like, nothing in your life makes you happy anymore. For me, it's about peace. It's about peace. I will go beyond, um, find beyond, just to have peace in my life. And have peace, man. I you have really so much damn peace. Wait, I like you because you have peace. I, I like you because you have peace. Oh, Mafalo, thank you so much for coming on the Level Line show. I think people are going to really be challenged, you know, to think differently about yeah. money, about themselves, mm. and to go get your book because your book is amazing. I have her book, <laughs> and I read it from time to time because I'm just like, Ooh, I think I'm. I'm not doing the right things here. Let me go back. You yeah. know, I'm consistently going back, but it helps so much. Thank you so much for sharing. You're incredible. And I wish you all the best. And I can't wait to drive with you in your Bentley. In the Bentley Continental GT. <laughs> Thank you. Interior, I know what it's going to look like.
I know what it's gonna smell like. Yes. But thank you so much, Lebu. And also for me, you know, it's platforms like this where I'm allowed to be myself, where mm. it just goes beyond personal finance because it's more than just about money. Yes. It's about who you are, all of it. And how you've decided to show up in this world that tells you what to be and who to be. Absolutely. Guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Level Lion Show. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, share with your friends. You guys know I'll always be there in that section having a conversation with you. And until next time, just be yourself. Just be yourself. Listen, because I got cash. Level Lion was the impact. You be lying, that's a real fact. Come, let me teach you a lesson. Yeah. Come, let me teach you a lesson. Level Lion with the tweets. Follow me back to my nest.